Welcome to the Last Page Bookcast. We are your co-hosts, Kyle, aka Rando, Jenny, Hi. and Carol. Hi. Yeah, say hello. 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 And today so how we are, are you guys? reviewing. Well, they oh, can't respond. They can't respond. So you know. <laughs> oh, are you asking us or our listeners? I'm asking everyone. I'm interested in how everyone is doing. The more response I get, the happier I'll be. And please email that to uh, Kyle at the last page podcast dot never. Dot never? Come on. Have you been drinking? I would enjoy it. I would respond to everyone, all my friends. It doesn't exist. That's why imagined. I said it. That's why I said it like that. Because <laughs> we don't have imagined. we don't have a, um, a URL yet. Whoops, did I just reveal that? We don't have a what yet? URL. A URL. Oh, we don't? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm completely computer illiterate. I have no idea. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely surprising how tech savvy I have become over the years. Uh, and moving along. We saw in our chat that today you guys, um, you are work rescued a husky and a pointer is that right that is right yes they were a long ways from home and they ran out thinking they were gonna get some geese on the river oh no she's talking dogs not people just true so everyone knows well you just said a husky and a pointer you don't right know. right <laughs> I, I would hope i would hope our could, listeners could be a little short fat guy and somebody Man. pointing him out <laughs> we rescued the pointer and the husky <laughs> I haven't been drinking a drop today, just FYI. <laughs> you can't say the same about Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> All I was trying to be is descriptive. Uh, Don't want anybody wondering. <laughs> Dogs, everybody. Oh, that guy trapped on the ice. Jenny saved him. <laughs> I don't stand a chance against the husky guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who are does? they back back at home? Like, are they back with their owners and everything? Everybody's safe and sound? They are. It was funny. Um, the police actually called me to assist. And we chased them all over the place. And they ran behind a metal fabrication plant along the river. And by the time we got down to the river's edge, the dogs were already out on the, the Illinois River. Oh, and no. The husky fell through. And we thought, oh, my gosh, it's done. Like but he pulled himself out. I don't know how he did it. And thank God he's a Husky because he, and it was warm weather today, but. Um, warm for Illinois standards. Yes, it was 50 some degrees today. Good. Summer already, you say? I know, right? We're headed into, you know. Oh God. Anyway, uh, I had seen before I left the shelter, I had picked up a couple dogs. So I always peruse the Facebook lost and found dogs and i saw a post about these two dogs on a bridge and didn't think anything of it till i got down there you know and these dogs had come quite a ways so i posted asking for owner information and via facebook i got connected with the owner who was nine months pregnant oh no yes and i've been pregnant four times and this blessed lady was bigger than i have ever seen a pregnant woman i thought she was going to have the baby right there so 
Oh, well, probably tomorrow. Maybe the baby now was that standing you... up looking for the dog. It could have been. Could have been. They didn't let her. She was so pregnant. The fire department did not allow her to come down. Um, we made her stay at her vehicle in the parking lot, and her friends came down to try and call the dogs. Oh, man. Because it takes a while to, they call it a banana boat, and it's, yes. And it's a good thing they used it today because they found a couple leaks in it. Um, so now they can repair those. But the guys, the dive team was amazing. Had to actually get in the water. The Husky took off and the pointer was so cold. She just kind of laid down and waited for them to break the ice and swim to her. And uh, the owner, the Husky ended up making it to shore. He fell in again but it was close to shore. Jenny fell in one foot, so I had a wet foot all day. That was not fun. No, and cold, like icy cold. Yeah, it smelled really bad when I took my sock off. Um, because it, of your feet? A little wet foot from 11 oh, p.m. to 5 okay. p.m. doesn't smell real great when you're chasing animals. Or <laughs> <laughs> no but kidding. The owner called to the dogs, you know, once the husky got on land she called and he jumped right in her truck and we got the pointer in there with her and they looked to be in good health gave her some recommendations you know warm towels and some yeah. keep water. your dog in your yard well she just moved literally i'm teasing i know how dogs days are ago. yep and so they were unfamiliar with their surroundings so uh-huh they were just scared and didn't, they thought, crap, we are going to be in so much trouble. And they got in trouble, but they're good. They're good. So they survived and it was very interesting and cool to see the fire department do their thing. And I think they enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Well, well we're very happy that the story has a happy ending. Yeah. Or dare I say the two. Wah, wah. Wah, well, in semi-related news, another husky may end up in the water next weekend. Oh, no. Are we doing a polar yes. plunge? I'm thinking about doing the polar plunge next weekend. You're crazy. Um, um, maybe. I'm going to need video proof. And if, I do it, I, if I do it, I will definitely video it, which is actually why I said it on this. I don't okay. know if I'll be able I don't know if I'll be able to. It's kind of schedule permitting, but... Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> this will well, be... Well, you, y'all heard it here first. I mean, Polar Plunge Kyle, Rando... Well, it's for Special Olympics. It's for Special Olympics, which is... Mr. Husky. <laughs> yeah, and a husky in the water. You know, what's funnier than that? <laughs> I bet there will be a couple pointers. <laughs> <laughs> there will definitely be a couple pointers. I'm sure there will be. Yeah, say, look at that fat guy. <laughs> Get him out. He'll drown. Uh, they or he'll float. Sink right to the bottom. Right. Yeah, or he'll float. I think that jokes for today. We don't want to alienate everybody. I'm one of them. I can comment. I, mean, I am also there as well. I'm just saying. But they can't see us, so they don't know. They have no idea. We they have no idea. Felt and in shape like nobody's business. They would never know. That's exactly. Well, Yes, Svelte, like a model. I like, I like Svelte. It sounds very fancy. and Yes, it does very fancy. It sounds very French. 
we we. All right, let's stop. <laughs> Hi. All right. So today we are supposedly <laughs> a history of wild places by Shay Earnshaw, uh, which was Jenny's pick. Yay! Yay! All right. Before, well, no. Let's let's jump right in. Um, I have a couple questions. So, question number one: What was your favorite part of the book? And ladies first, since it was Jenny's pick. Oh, I think my favorite part of the book was. the realization mm. that they had of who they were and the love that they there for a minute i really thought they were going to find bodies <laughs> oh yeah and to be i did not expect them to be the no. people they were searching for no it was it was pretty twisty like she yeah. she did a great job keeping everything kind of undercover. Um, yeah, agree. I agree. But I, I think that was probably my favorite part because I wasn't huge on the ending. No. Yeah, I kind of expected that ending. Uh, I didn't want that ending. Maybe yeah, I it's kind of like Stockholm Syndrome, though. Yes. You became a new person after this event that happened. I mean, your whole life was completely erased. And even though you have conflicting memories now, you you felt safe because it's what you thought you knew for your whole life. I didn't care for the fact that, um, that uh, Kala slash Maggie St. James was actually born there. Um, because I, I didn't think that needed to be part of the story for her to feel like an affiliation to the place after everything she had gone through. Right. Um, but what about you, Kyle? What's your favorite part of the book? I struggle with it because there were parts I liked and parts I didn't. I The thing that I liked, I liked... We touched on it while we were just talking beforehand. I really liked a lot of her word choice, the picture she painted, I, I think that was more my favorite. The the setting that she built, I enjoyed that quite a bit. So you, it's more of the um, syntax of the novel and more and, and less yes, of her, the story. Her prose, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Ooh, can I jump? I definitely, I definitely like that other than occasionally she got a little repetitive and some word choices but not okay. not so much it took me out of the book just something you found I it unnecessary that, yeah well i just would have liked to seen her use a different word mm, i see you were gonna um, say what jenny i wanted to jump in because kyle was talking about the word you know how she painted the picture and i actually wrote down <clears throat> just a little snippet if i may that you i may really good and it said no matter where you go there are cracks in the plaster nails coming loose you just have to decide where you want to piece yourself back together where the ground feels sturdiest beneath your feet and I just thought that 
really resonated in how it tied the ending into yeah. the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's what I mean. It was, there was a, uh, I don't mean necessarily sexually, but there was a sensuality to the way she wrote. There was a, there was a vibe that she fell into and it stayed there. And I like, I like that. I enjoyed it. It's kind of wrapping you into this, this whole yes. thing. Yes. Yes. Now that, you know, there were aspects of the story that, it, you know, I had some small problems with, but that part of it, I thought she, I, I really thought she handled it well and kept it even, I guess. What about you? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, what about you, Carol? Like the um, this the the little cutaways to the books, to what to the books that Maggie, or um, to book one of the fox uh, Eloise and the Fox Tales, I thought that was pretty interesting because as I was telling Kyle before we started recording, it's very hard to write a book within a book. I've seen this happen in a couple other stories um, or recent books that I've read, um, and. It's interesting um, how that got woven in and how those came to be. Um, from the author's perspective, this is something that had already lived already in this character's mind and story because of what of her relationship with her mother and how that um, how how those stories came to be that it all tied into the same place. Um, so I really enjoyed that and that little, um, little like Easter egg basically at the end of the story. Yeah. Um, not that I want to talk about other books inside this book, but Winter Set Hollow. Um, and forgive me, I can't remember. I can't recall who wrote it off the top of my head. But it also the same thing. It's a book inside of a book. So I guess if you're if you like that motif, here's another suggestion. Good word, motif. Lucky mm. for you. Lucky for you, I wrote down. Um, you wrote the down author's motif. Name. Yes. No. The author's oh. name. Uh, yep. Winter said Hollow was written by Jonathan Edward Durham. Um, it's one of the. I believe it's one of the better books that you've read, right? No, just just read just a, a book a, that you just recently a, just read. a suggestion. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Next question. Which scene uh, stuck with you the most in the book? Whoever wants to answer first. I think Kyle. Let's do Kyle first. <laughs> Kyle first. Uh, stuck with me the most. One of the things that jarred me the most, and I don't know why it did, because I'm usually pretty good about the suspension of belief, especially when I'm reading a book. But when when they went out and that truck started after sitting in there for two years, I like, I set the book down. I was like, (laughs) how the hell did this thing start? My car, if it sits for three days, won't start. In the Pacific Northwest, right? Winters. Doesn't right. matter if it's one like, or two. Are you seasons. kidding me? There's no right. way in hell. 
we are definitely living in fantasy land if that truck starts. So that that really stuck with me, and I know that's like a poor thing, but it did. It, it I literally set the book down and was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I started laughing. Yeah. Then it's supposed to be stuck. It was stuck. Right. So yeah, <laughs> kind of a bad point, but that's the one that. Oh, it's your point. It's good. It's valid. It's me. valid. It's valid. What about you, Jenny? Well, I, we also don't know what the editors removed um, upon editing, so we don't know, you know, what the what the author wrote there. Um, but it's what came out in the end, so that's what we're going with. Well, I was a little disturbed. It is quite a disturbing book. <laughs> it was. It really was. Um, the child. Um, that whole, with, you know, we're not going to help save the baby. Um, right. Yes. And yeah. how they treated the father was disturbing to me. Probably more so just because I'm a mom. Yeah. I mean, um, all those points are, are, are valid because this is, you know, what sticks with us the most. So absolutely. Yeah. That was kind of gross. And I'm like... Somebody has got to stand up here. Right. Me, um, what it was the the pain that Travis was describing, um, and the guilt that he felt not getting to his sister in time, and him basically reliving um, her her death by suicide. That was that was quite. Hurtful. It, it was painful to read. I think she did it. The author did a great of of pulling you in and putting you in that in that space. Um, it's so much so that one of the phrases or the phrase that stuck to me the most um, from the book was one that Travis says um, when he's talking about his sister and that and that guilt. Guilt is a beast, and it might kill you if you let it. And that. Um, that that sentence that that this this phrase that he says is so true. It can, it can be so powerful um, because it wasn't his fault that his sister died or made that choice. But with I I know how guilty he felt because he had he had an opportunity to come and try to save her beforehand, and he wasn't going to forgive himself no matter what that was quite powerful and and that scene stuck with me the most interesting yeah uh, oh what surprised you the most about the book let's go back to jenny <laughs> um the hypnotism how he mind yeah <laughs> that was weird that that surprised me because i didn't it's it's alarming especially in today's society i mean anything is conspiracy if you think about it like that and i don't know it just kind of weirded me out it, it was very surprising agree agree what do you, what about you Rena? nah see you 
You gave it to her first so she could copy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Yeah, and so that that part, the hypnotism was the was the theme that that um, surprised you the most. Oh yeah, uh, surprised me and disappointed me at the same time. Really? Um. Uh, not that I hated the book by any means. Just you build the the world that she built and and did all of these things that really kind of made it kind of a magical, I guess, magical, a fantastical world. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Meh, hypnotism. I'm like, hypnotism? So, yeah, yeah. it really... Yeah. It, it, yeah, that, that, I wouldn't say that disappointed me a little bit because with Travis's gift, you could have made a whole bunch of other things um, since you've already introduced that as a president um, in this story, you could have gone wherever you wanted with this. Right. Right. I I wanted it to be some kind of magical potion, some kind of, you know, Wizard of Oz kind of like, something in the background. Not, yeah, people were hypnotized and they saw what they wanted to see because they were scared because of what we've been telling them all along. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that, I, I agree with you on this, on this point. Okay. I have a question for everyone. Yes, please. And it's going to be very interesting to me because of the age range. Uh Okay. So what did it remind you of? And we were just talking about this. Yes. (laughs) Before you joined. I think we're all going to say the same thing. I think so too. Okay. The I Village thought- movie by oh. M. Night Shyamalan, right? Yes. Oh, my God. And maybe a little Lord of the Flies. I have the book. I haven't read it. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. That's a classic I have on my bookshelves. I haven't read it yet. I'm disappointed, Carol. I know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> honestly. I've made time to read other things and not that. I, I also am very surprised. It will be disappointed. Dirty and gross about the whole wide world, so it's okay. I have to post a picture as proof that I do have it. <laughs> we need. <laughs> it. Yes. All right. I do have it. I will read it. Promise. So you thought so too, Kyle? The villain. I did. I did. And that's oh. not a bad thing. I didn't think it was a bad thing. They built their own utopia, but in order to keep everybody in, you have to scare the shit out of them so they won't leave? Well, it's a cool. What kind of choice is that? I mean, it's a drink the Kool-Aid kind of place. Right. Where is Jim Jones when you need him? Or did. I yeah. mean, Dead you know, because I kept, I keep thinking like, and how the hell do they get like flour to make the bread? Because they didn't say anything about farming except for the little garden that Kella had behind her house. Maybe had someone hypnotize and go get it. I guess. <laughs> well, maybe Bossy Pants just went and got it and didn't tell me. Right, right. Everybody forget that I left. Behold, I made flour. There right. you go. So I do feel bad for poor Alice Weaver, 
who had no idea that was happening and she lost her husband like two days after she married. Like, poor kid. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a piece of shit. As a piece I of shit. I forgot to say, it's just a guy. I mean, come on. Really, but that when there's so few in the <laughs> age range, you gotta well, take them as... I'm just saying we're a dime a dozen. I mean, she could go to the supermarket and pick up five. You know? I mean, I don't. She just pull up a pickup truck and honk the horn and just point to the back of the bed. Yeah, just hop in, taking you. Okay. They better have a few spark plugs in their pocket. (laughs) Oh, Jenny, I I take it that you listen to the book and and instead of reading it, correct? Correct. Yeah. So did I. What did you? Because uh, Kyle, I don't know if you know, but there were four narrators in this book. For the audio, yeah, version. I thought that's what you were referencing when we yes. were speaking of earlier. Yes. How so did there that was, go? I'd be uh, interested in that because you get you'd have four different potential wildly I'm different sorry. takes. I'm sorry. There were five. Wow. Because there was one voice for the narrator of this of the book of oh. the book within the book. Then mm-hmm. there was the original Travis, who sounded much more older than Theo, by the way. Then there was the voice for Theo the voice for Kala and the voice for B. So five narrators. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was terrible though. No. Um, and I'm very sorry for the, um, for the narrator's voice uh, for B. I found it a little weird to, to, to me. It's just something about how I, how it, how I listen, I guess, you know, how, how it listens to me instead of reads to me. Um, I don't know. It, it wasn't my favorite voice from the book. I'd say my favorite voice was actually um, Travis's voice. The original Travis's voice. I would agree. Right? Yeah. Very soothing. Mm-hmm. We are Be interested in, in listening to more of what he's read. <laughs> uh... Oh, I, I, okay. I okay. A, yeah, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I have a... Well, now I lost my train of thought. Do you run the Carol? <laughs> I am not uh, sorry. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, remember? Will, uh, no, no, no. I know we're kidding. Okay. Um, Do you remember? <laughs> oh, we lost him. Oh, no, no, no. I was just trying to get, to get it back. And I, and I did. All right. Oh, um, with that many different narrators, was it obviously like I read my part, you read your part, Jenny read her part? Or were they potentially done at the same time and they kind of fed off one another? They did a good thing because when it was Theo's turn, Theo's perspective... Um, and he found one of Travis's notes. Travis's voice read the note. Yeah, it flowed pretty well. Yeah, so there wasn't like obvious, like no, and there was never a breaks voice in for... the audio. You know what right. I mean? Like no, the, yeah, no. I say my part, and then I'm silent, and no. you can oh, because, tell because because they also did the voices for the other characters when it was during their perspective. Okay. For example, if Theo was talking to Kala in in his perspective, then um, she, he would say he would he would use his voice to to narrate what she was saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was quite well done. 
It was. Okay, good. It didn't it wasn't choppy, it didn't jump around, it it flowed pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. would you guys consider rereading or re-listening to the book? Yes or no? And why? Go ahead, Kyle, you go first. No. Not because I didn't enjoy it because I did. Um, there are books that that I reread, but it's typically be. Well, let me start over. The books that I reread are typically in a series. Like if you release three books, I will end up reading that first book three times. But if you just give me one book, I typically don't reread a single book. Uh, there are a few exceptions, you know, The Hobbit, I've read that enough times. Uh, there are one or two other books one that I've read multiple. One could argue, though, multiple. that's a sequel. That, one could argue The Hobbit is a sequel to The Lord uh, of the Rings, so, I mean, it's technically part of the series. To me, it's, uh, to me, it's a very Standalone? different. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I know there are, you could easily read it in a series and, and make it that way, but to me, it's one book and then Lord of the Rings is three books. Um, but that's one that I've reread. But other than that, I don't reread very often. Like I said, unless they let out another book. So if she had another book in this series, then I would probably reread it. So, yeah, there's a. I think this is a standalone. For... I think this is a standalone book. Yeah, but she does have other 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 published work. Oh yes, but not associated to this. Right. Right. So, what about yeah, you? Well, there's your 10 minute answer for a no. <laughs> I'm going to say. With the editing, it's going to come down to three. Promise. George will do his work. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say no. Because um, once read, I know the secret. So. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. I do. All right. Oh, I like it. Well, I do like it, but. I pick yeah. up something new every time I reread a book. Well, That's part of the reason I reread the series, but the single yeah. books, I never really thought about that. The big part of this, though, was the the intrigue, and the intrigue is gone now. Oh well, yeah, that's true. You know how it's going to go. Right. Yeah, I understand that. That makes sense. I do like to reread books to get, um, and I, I, a lot, you know, like what Kyle said. I do like like Harry Potter I've read multiple times because I feel like I find something new in each time I read it um, that I missed. And it's a warm blanket read. It is. Right. It really is. It really is. Those are my rereads. Warm blankets. Yeah. That I reread. Yes. I, I agree with that. I think this, this story um loses the shock value once you reread it because or not the shock value because it's not shocking it's thrilling so it's, it loses its thrill value when you when you've already read it and going to read something else but the author to your point Kyle did a really good good um writing her prose is really good so with that being said would you consider reading something else that she's published yes how about you Jenny Yes. All right. So are we ready to grade it? 
Sure. All right. Give me your grades. Go, Jen. I will go with a solid B. All right. I'm going to say like B minus or a C plus and only because of the hypnotism thing just really. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with you. Didn't Kyle. Love it. Plus the truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, the truck was. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't necessarily hate that. It just it made me stop mm-hmm. and like, how the hell did that truck start? Uh, the no hypnot- I just didn't. I did not love the hypnotism. I really didn't. I felt like, you know, you had Travis with this power and, and you you show it to us, you give it to us, and then did he use it again? Right. You know what I mean? Basically, uh, Lily's mom told him where to go or what to look for, so he didn't really even... It was like, hey, look what he can do. Well, he's not going to do it, but he could do he, it. He could. You meant Maggie's not mom, not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Because I know you were thinking of Lily's, and that's why you said Lily. My fault. But yeah, you know what I mean. They 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 did this and then stopped, and then put it, you know, back in the mundane world. I guess. Yeah. That's the magic. Yeah. Everybody's a muggle again. Well, who needs that? For real. I don't need a bunch of muggles running around. I need swords yeah, I would in 20 have wanted, years. I would have wanted map. something. Yeah. No map. No map. So. That's what <laughs> it. God, if there would have just freaking been a map. But, you know, maybe C plus is a little harsh because, like I said, the, the prose is amazing. Yeah. She, B minus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go B minus. Well, that's, okay, a um, that's a solid grade. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, If anybody has a different opinion uh, listening to this um, episode and you'd like to let us know, please email us. Oh. You're wrong, but also email <laughs> us <laughs> at thelastpagebookcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of uh, History of Wild Places by uh, Shay Earnshaw. And well, what about you? What? Uh, what about me? You didn't give a you didn't give a grade. I said B Yeah. I didn't, I didn't hear that at all. Well, that's because you're old and going. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> I'm the pointer today. Right. Ooby <laughs> doo. I did hear a B minus out of Carol. Sorry. Okay. Uh, thank you I very it. much, Jenny. I missed it. I'm sorry. Yeah. You better be. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, uh, let's talk about the next book we're going to be reviewing. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's my choice this time. All right, we are going to be reading City of the Beasts by Isabel Allende. Uh, I'm gonna let Rando read the bio. Uh, Miss Allende, I hope I said that right. You did, bravo. Is a... Chilean and American writer whose work sometimes contain aspects of uh, magical realism is known for novels such as The House of the Spirits, City of the Beasts, which we know, which have been commercially successful, 
and she's been called the world's most widely read Spanish language author. Which that's pretty stinking impressive. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's she's pretty good. She's been doing this for a while too. In 2004, she was inducted to the American Academy of Arts and Letters. In 2010, she really received Chile's National Literature Prize. President Obama awarded her the 2014 Presidential Medal of Freedom. Um, her novels are that... often based on her. Excuse me. Now that that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, her off, her novels are often based upon her own personal experience and historical events, and pay homage to the lives of women while weaving together elements of myth and realism. She's lectured and toured all over the U.S. and granted a U.S. citizenship in '93, and lives in California and has since '89, 1989. How about that? Awesome. Exciting. Um, she sounds very impressive. She 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 is. I've read um I've read this book before, so I'm very interested in in um your thoughts. Um obviously it's a translated book because she wrote it in Spanish. Um and I believe the first time I read it I also read it in English, so I don't know that we're going to be missing anything. Um, from the translation. Um, City of the Beast centers on the adventures of Alexander Cold, a typical 15-year-old boy. He goes to school where he's in a band. He has a crush on a girl in his class, likes to rock climb with his dad, fights with his sisters. He's ordinary. But when his mother becomes ill, he is sent to stay with his grandmother, Kate, who is most untypical. She is a writer for International Geographic magazine, which seems to be modeled after another very popular magazine. You can guess which one. Um, And she is portrayed as an old school journalist of the hard drinking, hard nosed, get the story at any cost kind. To tell the truth, neither character is very appealing at first, but as the story progresses, it becomes clear that they are neither as bad as they seem. They are just insecure and unwilling to open, open up but they really do love each other. And both of them grow a great deal emotionally during the book. So um, this was a summary. I should have read the excerpt, so sorry about that. Um, Nope, this was gonna give it away. Uh, But this is book one of three um, in the City of the Beasts um, series. So we'll see what you guys think about it. Who's excited? Sounds exciting. I agree. Great. So is this a very old book, just to be asking questions? I could look it up, but I'm going to... I'll ask the question so the readers can know as well. Sure. Let me double check. I think I have it right here. Was this something you read as a young person? Or as as you are now an old person? Oh, thank (laughs) you for that. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um... I, uh, the first English edition was published in 2002. I want to say, I mean, it's been 20 years. Um, I didn't read it 20 years ago. I want to say maybe 10 to 15 years ago. So it's been a minute. One of your favorites? No, not one of my favorites, but um, I don't dislike it. And I love... Well, sure. um, I mean, you nominated it for a reason. I just didn't know if it was a top fiver. 
No, not a top fiver, but it's it's um, it's a really good book. I really liked it. Um, I mean, who who doesn't need another book written uh, from the perspective of a young white teenager? Well, we right. all love that. Uh huh. Right. Uh, <laughs> just comes. I didn't know that characters in books could be anything other than white and male <laughs> right. and young. Right. Yeah. Don't forget young. Yeah. Don't forget and, young. Yeah. And really damn good looking. Oh yeah. I mean, they yeah. get all the chicks. Right. All of them. All that of good them. Hair. It and is good impressive. Hair. And they're sullen. Yeah. They're, oh, those teenagers. So misunderstood. Oh. So misunderstood. Terrible. Them yes. Their problems are so much different than everyone else's. Yes. Much worse. Yes. Yeah. Much much worse. <laughs> I think that wraps it up for us, guys. What do you think? Sure. Awesome. And great right. episode. No, George. Awesome. Oh, boy. Well, we'll hear about this. We'll hear about this. Um, this <laughs> this episode will be edited by George. Um, but if you have anything to say to us and um, comment on our book choice, on what we thought about A History of Wild Places by Shay Earnshaw, please write us at thelastpagebookcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. Did I just say Twitter? Eh, um, close enough. They know. Yeah. Um, you can just search for the last page bookcast, and you shall see us there. Yeah, we'll be found. We'll be found. We'll be there. Yes. Let's talk all. We'll things be back. Books. Oh, right. sure. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Bye.